0: Alright, so do we even have a topic? (laughs) (laughs) Nope.
1: Ken and I can just talk about how tired we are and try to get people to, uh, stop procreating. (laughs) You could talk about, I guess, making time for games. Oh, you have to make time for games, and, like, I I think it ties into like... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen contractual obligations uh ensure that i'm here to introduce episode 79 of the Pixelcast. i'm uh, steven del prado and i'm joined as always by the very faithful tim how are you tim faithful apparently
2: reliable loyal (laughs) speaking reliable reliable and loyal we also have ken yeah well if it weren't for tim this 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 podcast just generally wouldn't happen
1: him generally just carries the rest of us on his back.
0: You hear that, he everybody who's not on this episode right now?
2: No, no. It, you hear that, everybody who just just does not respond? That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shade throne. Anyway, let's let's not uh, dwell on the negatives. Let's look at the slim positives that we've got. Uh, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're going to get a podcast done, and it's going to be great because we've uh, wrangled up an interesting topic in the green room beforehand. We have a green room. It's
0: called whatever room we're all in, connected by the internet. It's,
1: it's just the rooms in our house, Tim. We just call it the green room to sound more professional. The Discord channel. It's just Discord. Mm. Discord it is a Discord,
0: Discord channel. It's just a Discord channel. But you, you know, your your lack of an avatar is green, so we can go with that, I guess.
1: It works. Anyway, well, uh, let's kick it off with what we've been playing before we get into our main topic. Um, Tim, would you like to start with what you've been playing? Um, sure. And first, um, introduce said main topic. and Pulling
0: back the behind the green room, we did kind of just tell Steve he was hosting like 10 minutes ago. Um, yeah, we'll than, be it was
2: less than 10 minutes. Fewer than 10 minutes we'll, ago, we we'll with it.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, the topic, very... when we get to it, will be... It's um, much games wanting to be your game and take over your life and like leave you with nothing else to do. Um, and... Almost appropriately linked to that, although it will eventually end. I am still, still very much deep into Arm um, Horizon Forbidden West. I spoke about this last episode, and I still stand by the sign that y- the way I was probably describing is, um, alright, so Elden Ring is probably your old boy, and this is Avengers Endgame, whatever. Like, this is a lower common denominator, still good at what it is. Pro- it's probably, go- I'm going to go forget about it by the end of the year, but I am enjoying it a lot. I'm probably close to, like, 40 hours now, and I have no... No sense of endgame anywhere in sight. Um, like the Avengers. Yeah, I like. What you, you you get what I'm saying though. Like,
1: yeah. No, it's a it's a tentpole triple A game, and I don't know why people expect them to be anything more than that. Like, no, it is exactly
0: what it claims to be, just done super well. Like, it yeah, is shocking so, so. how polished this
1: is, considering how many uh, movies. So,
2: sorry, did we mention the name of the game?
1: Yes, I believe yes, I did sir. say Horizon. Horizon. Oh, Alright, Forbidden sorry. West. Don't go there. It's
2: a Or bit- as my um,
0: partner calls it, Aloy, which honestly is a equally sensible name for it. So. But I mean, you could describe a- it as, as more Horizon for those who played um, Zero Dawn. But the, I think the reason... Yes, Ken?
2: How familiar. I mean, at this point, you know, we know it's a sequel. Um, it's a full-fledged sequel i'm assuming it's not just like a no, 1.5 it is a,
1: like I said, i'm no, they already did the 1.5 yeah, um no, they, yeah, the yeah. The frozen wild so frozen yeah, wild is a full,
2: full 2.0 all right how different i guess fundamentally like if if i am familiar with zero dawn the first one all right so yeah the, is um, it just more of the same or it's just same uh, with different story yeah. the way or? i described it
0: last episode it picks up almost direct immediately after like a few months have passed maybe
1: mm. um
0: what yeah. way I described is it is Horizon but better but to its pretty big credit it is Horizon but better as opposed to Horizon but more bigger and bloated so, like, uh-huh. everything is kind of, like, time. the stealth is a little bit better, the climbing is still nowhere near Breath of the Wild, but, you know, you can climb on more stuff now. Um, the thing I was getting to with, with me, probably being pretty close to 40 hours in, is I think the side questing has improved substantially. So, I, if I...
1: I that would have been difficult from the first game. Yeah, the game. first it game wasn't. was kind of like, so, uh, hey,
0: this robot is causing havoc in these fields, please go kill it. Or, hey, I need some piece of equipment that is a part of this robot, please go and kill it and bring it back um now it will be like um full on kind of quest lines i actually thought i was playing for an hour before this and i thought i'm going to finish off this side quest and then because this side quest is already multi staging when i finish that off and like get to the, at least get to the mark for my main quest and get back i am nowhere near the market for the main quest that side quest took on a whole life of its own um i guess just kind of pull up i guess this could be spoilery i'm just going to pick up like a random side quest as an example that i was doing a few days ago where you kind of meet some people who are on, like, a training expedition, and one of them got injured and got blinded, and you're kind of sent off to, like, look for supplies for them, and during that, like, they're trapped up a tower, so there's got a whole climbing segment there. And you get there, and it just kind of turns out, like, yeah, the the supplies you're looking for were barely there, and it's because the person being blinded would then basically be useless to his village, and that he'd have trial by combat and almost certainly die, so they're actually trying to prepare to, like, just live in the wilds. Which is like a slightly smaller one. I think a lot of this is like, man, a lot of making a side quest better is like just having a couple of stages of interaction and like just contextualizing it a bit more interestingly. Mm. Um, so this one, it doesn't quite get to like Witcher 3 standards, which is still like just somehow it's going to be a decade soon and it'll still be the holy grail of side quests. But is enough here that like a side quest is I'm doing something other than just mindless busy work.
2: Yep. I- um,. When I played the first Zero Dawn, I generally, I mean I didn't mind the side quests. Um I quite enjoyed the world as a whole, but I actually was not a huge fan of the monster hunting. Um particularly when you have to hunt the big monsters, the oh, the dude. big sort of the fire the fire spitting dragon thing um and the crocodile thing you know and and the saber-toothed tiger thing like
0: i remember a little bit of frustration in the original and what i guess it does kind of force you to play a certain way at some point either that or get overpowered both of which are possible yeah but once i learned to use a robe caster like you have to do it a certain way but there's something super satisfying about those big fights if you use all the tools. On the other hand, if you're not invested enough, I could see them just being incredibly frustrating and you're just going to want to level up.
2: Yeah, I found them, like, like every monster kind of had, like, after a while they had their patterns and you just had to do it that particular way. Um, So, I, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of those monster fighting, monster hunting parts. Bits where you had to set traps and watch their path pathways because there are bits in which they they literally just walk around in a circle. They will literally walk around a circle on a on that that particular area in which they hmm. live, and you watch their path. And it's, so it's just they'll just go round and round in circles, and you just watch them yeah, go round yeah. and round in circles until you they walk across the trap that you set on the path that you've seen. Like, is the is that part is the monster hunting bit better. Yes,
0: I mean, and I actually way- liked that the first time around. Because, I mean, the, they do walk in circle, circles. Isn't I mean, they, you can kind of lock in, like, a trajectory that they're kind of looping in. Um, but there's definitely, like, more environmental traps and things to bring in. Now, particularly if they're in an area that's, like, close to a settlement, like, you'd be able to unleash, like, a ton of mm. logs or boulders that'll, like, come down crashing on them. But, like... in because I a lot of my what I'm coming to this game is it's kind of like horizon but what I remember and I have this feeling that if I go back you are gonna be these small things that are gonna suddenly seem a lot stiffer than I think they should um, but I do think like and, and, and I actually thought this horizon applied to the original in general which is for what is ostensibly an open world game although it doesn't always play that open world it just happens to be in one is the combat generally I think is actually really actually very good and like super satisfying and exciting a lot of the time Mm. But I don't. No. know. If you didn't like the Monster hunting before, I'm not so sure you're gonna be sold on it again unless you start yeah. really tinkering around with the different tools that they give you. Because like the circle is just I, I, for you to like lay the land and lay the traps.
2: No, it just it just felt like I don't know. I don't know if this comparison is fair or accurate. But I've always found like you know a completely different game and say, say like Monster Hunter Ultimate. No, the one. Universe, Monster Hunter. The one that came out and was super popular. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time on that. Monster Hunter World. Yeah, that's the one. I, I I've always felt that the monsters there that you're hunting felt more sort of I guess naturalistic. They felt more part of the environment and they felt, I, I've always I've always felt that like okay they seem to be of the environment and react. In a way that is commensurate with what the environment presents. I think this um,
0: maybe a slight symptom of this being, again, like the equivalent of the Hollywood blockbuster as trying to be a little bit of everything. Mm, so it makes sense that, that Monster Hunter would have better monster hunting overall, just as Metal Gear would yeah, have yeah, better yeah. stealth overall.
2: Absolutely. So I've always. So that was kind of my struggle with um, Zero Dawn, is that the monster hunting just. Mm. It felt very, uh, packed on is too strong a word for it, but it, it, it didn't feel like it fit. well, no, an undercook is not quite the, it just feel, it felt sort of out of sync. I think like it's one of those things got-
0: where if you miss some ways that you're supposed to approach it, that it just feels kind of wrong. Like that, I remember that rope Ropecaster was a game changer for me when I started actually using it as opposed to just relying mostly on different bows and arrows
2: i absolutely use the rope cast it's just that like those monsters just didn't feel of the environment and reacting to the environment and they didn't belong in that environment um and didn't react appropriately when i was trying to uh, interact with them and the environment just it just everything just felt a little bit like half a second or half a tick just out of sync you may still
0: find that but i I think maybe I'm, what you're asking I'm, for is perhaps a lot, again, every game is trying to over- well, not over-specialize, it's trying to jack-of-all-trades a little bit too much.
2: Possibly, possibly. But that was the bit that sort of always...
0: I'd say that, like, those sat, big fights would uh, be, like, pretty thrilling, though. You oh. do have to make use of the um, focus. I do like that this game is very cheeky and, like, contextualizes all of the video game mechanical bullshit with this little eyepiece that Eli wears, and she just says, AR access to everything... Mm. Um, you definitely you can um, target different parts of the animal the animals the robots effectively a lot more easily now. Like when you're locked on and scanning them for weaknesses and strengths, you can actually highlight different parts of their bodies. Some of which are explosive. Some of which may be vulnerable or immune to certain elements. And like try and pick them off that way. But it does turn into like just chaos a lot of the time. Yeah. Fun chaos, but chaos.
1: Yeah, I just remember being in the weapon wheel menu quite a lot.
0: Um, they do give you the option now to um slow down time even more in that weapon wheel menu. Which I've done. They've actually got a lot of like customization options for like fine tuning the difficulty and um, more accessible stuff. And annoyingly yeah. they had one you can turn off the tinnitus sound. Mm. Which at first I thought tinnitus was like that's great. I actually have chronic tinnitus and so like, I wonder does it like actually provide you with like a certain pitched sound, like if you're wearing headphones, no it's like just turns off the simulated tinnitus, which is useless to me and I don't know who would benefit from that. But it's there. <laughs>
1: I'm really not far enough into it to make any huge judgments just yet. Um, It certainly does seem pretty polished and, you know, what I would expect from a big-budget Sony third-person action-adventure game. It has a lot
0: of pieces of different Sony third-person action games in it. You can see the Frankenstein's monster if you're looking.
2: Yeah. What's, What's amazing is that when this game first came out, it was not the centerpiece. I didn't feel it was, like... It had so much acclaim that it now it has become a bit more of a tempo. But mm. when yeah, it was a
0: character kind of like got a lot of momentum as well. I think yeah, that reveal for it the first one, the way everyone was just like fucking robot dinosaur
2: hunting with a bow and arrow. This is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. I think it was cool, but I don't think it was sort of the... It was not seen as the...
0: No, it's become like you know, a name thing that PlayStation can hang Mm. its head on.
2: Mm. But uh one thing that I wish I wish um this is this is this is purely just my own personal like fetish, but I wish that the Zoids sort of linkage was more uh publicly acknowledged. Oh, on, dude! I want Dino- Dino-
0: no. I'm I'm more about Dino Riders. There, I, I just want that.
2: Oh, I want a character no- called Questar in there. No, this is Zoids. <laughs> this is not. This is not Dino Riders. Come on. Or even
0: Dino Bots and Transformers. No, nope, actually, some of the Dino first robots. new robots you come across are basically robot kangaroos, which is like adorable, cute, and funny. And then you remember that kangaroos could probably kill you
2: if you want if they want to do so in a weird way. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh. These things just look straight up the same out of a Zoid's box, like a Zoid's toy box.
0: I get bigger Grimlock vibe, vibe, vibes, but anyway.
1: How does that contrast against um, Guardians of the Galaxy then, Ken? Because I have had my yeah. eye on that one for a little while, and it, it's just hit game pass, and it seemed to be one that went under the radar. I haven't talked to anyone that said they actively disliked it. And in fact, I've seen a fair few people say they're surprised it didn't do better seen than it. Has. I have
2: seen. A- I, I I thought I thought I re- I recall seeing a lot of positive reactions to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like this is Mass Effect. This is um, the single player uh, Marvel game that they wish Avengers was. Um, I remember seeing a lot of positive press around the writing, the humor, the music, and it's all spot on. Um, I'm probably about four hours in, five hours in. Um, and like 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 you, I noticed it was on Game Pass. I've got Game Pass. Uh, it's a huge... Value to play uh, to play such a big AAA game so close to its original release on and Game Pass. probably says a lot um,
1: about how it performed commercially or underperformed. Well, is it Square Enix? Yep. Yeah. And it's a Western developed Square Enix game. Yep. <clears throat> well, it's
2: underperformed. There we go. <laughs> It'd be interesting to actually look it up. Should we? I don't. Know, if so, if somebody wants to go Google it and see how it actually did, I I recall I've, it heard, it. I've
0: read stories about it failing to meet expectation What I'm yeah, but,
2: expecta- is- but but expectation is always like oh uh, Lara croft only sold three million instead of four million and therefore it's under but it's like no you sold like a huge amount like you know okay. <laughs> you know is it that type of underperformed or did it the or first. <laughs>
1: The first result is an article about how Guardians of the Galaxy underperformed in sales on Square Enix's quarterly report. Oh, Square Enix. Yeah. But oh, I don't know do anybody me?
0: like that game came out and like we were all pretty plugged into game Twitter and not many like it seems like something people were just slowly discovering like every couple of weeks somebody new would be playing it but it definitely did not catch fire I think in the way
2: I felt that it did. I felt that it was like, holy smokes, this is, this is unexpectedly good. And it is unexpectedly good. I'm, there are, like I said, four to five hours in. The characters are interesting. Um, already this early in, a few of the characters are sort of revealing their, um, scars, I guess. So that it, it adds like compelling reasons to Want to be, uh, to engage with them. Like, there's so many systems in there, I think. Like, if you talk to a character and you interact with them in a particular way, uh, and there's lots of opportunities to interact with them as you're walking through the stages, they're going to remember your conversations. They're going to remember things like there'll be a little thing that pops up. Rocket will remember, um, uh, is really thankful for, to you for doing X. And it's like, oh, okay, this is straight up out of, um, a telltale dead. game wow out telltale,
0: telltale to the point where it doesn't actually mean anything and they just put the text there because i they know they're
1: just going to manipulate you with it anyway I, I don't know i don't know but i hope so because uh, I, I i love that at the end of the day like i know it's such a huge like it's become such a huge joke but i really love that that was there like when they realized that they couldn't possibly carry over every single you know like change so that someone point, made in their yeah. storyline they're like no, look, we're just going to have like one ending, and it's just going to be a big thing that funnels people down. But if we tell people what they do matters, they'll believe it.
0: And it it yeah. worked honestly. Like when I was playing, I was like, "Yep, yeah, sure."
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got that. There's a lot of interact, a lot of opportunities to interact. You have your spaceship, which feels like a home, which almost, almost, pretty much immediately feels like a second Normandy already. So there's a lot of Mass Effect, Mass Effect sort of triggers if you if you're hoping to get like a mass effect type experience this is actually pretty close you've got a spaceship that you have that you can sort of walk around in and that's your home in which you upgrade your weapons and have conversations with your teammates and you've got your room which you know you know which is different parts of of the spaceship that you walk through um so far i've been on four to five sort of quote-unquote missions in which you walk through this. There's, there's a few quick-time missions in between, which is, you know, whatever. I'm not a fan of quick-time missions, uh, quick-time events, mostly because... Most um, people
0: aren't. Well, They're most right. people
2: aren't. They're not great, but this one's a very simple one. It's just like mash on a, a, a particular button multiple times or get the timing right on a particular button. But there's like if you fail, it just resets you and you have to do the quick time event again. So it's like... No worries, there you just no... go... Yeah, I know, but if there's no fail state for a quick time event, then... Yeah,
1: does it stay well the just... same buttons as well or is it like... It's, it's, does it... it stays right. the
2: same buttons. Okay. It's like it stays the same buttons. You're supposed to do the exact thing and then if you fail, you just reset it and then you have to do it again. It's like, you might as well just finish playing the cutscene. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> i hate like, it when games throw that at you, and you're like you're halfway through picking up your phone or eating something and a and a quick time yeah. pops up and you inevitably fail that first one it's like oh my god like, games that
0: like have sometimes haven't and sometimes don't and you're like i've got this glass of cola or a beer on the table in front of me and i don't know if it's safe to take a sip or not right now oh yeah
2: and and if it's like if it offered at least like oh you failed this quick time event here's an alternative like thing I that like happens. is like maybe so, like,
0: just like a slightly clumsier outcome if you have to be linear
2: Correct, absolutely. Like, if the, if it even offered, like, some, like, okay, here is a fail state and here's a pass state. I'm like, okay, you know, there's, there's some slight difference. And some Your character too. trips
1: over and it's like, so and so will remember that. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. But it's just like, it just resets you exactly to where it is. Like, legitimately, uh, there was one. Um, quick time event uh, I was playing through yesterday and it was at the end of a cutscene and I failed it the first time because I wasn't sure what what, what to do because um, it was the first particular type of that uh, mm. button press. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what to do here. I failed it and then it started me at the start of the cutscene again.
1: Ah! <laughs> I would be I I with it and amazing. Like, like you go to do something like, oh, look, I'll get it. <laughs> like, yeah. We all know you have zero coordination.
2: So I've got 2 I've got one gripe with the game, and one thing which I do enjoy very much. Uh, I'll talk about the gripe first. Like the so far, all the missions I've been been sort of on has you and the team walking through the environment. And as you're walking through the environment, there's a lot of chit-chatter between your teammates and they're just sort of riffing on each other, talking about things. Um, every so often you sort of interact with them. There is a button press that comes up because you can sort of guide the conversation. And that's where the this person will remember what you said thing because mm. this character and that character will argue or they'll be on opposite sides of a, of a, of a discussion. And then you pipe in mm. by, picking by siding with one or the other, right? So, like, as you go along, you, you're talking and you're chit-chatting. And that's kind of nice. And then it goes to a, what what the game telegraphs very clearly as. This is the combat place. This is the, watch out, guys. This is the combat arena spot. What are all these waist-high walls doing here? <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and then they, and then that place just, like, spawns enemies constantly. It's like, okay, it, it's, it just becomes a kill box. And then you just <laughs> do your combat bit, which the combat bit is pretty fun. It is, it is very, um, again, mass effective. You've got your, your, you've got your own abilities. It's very mass effect too, actually. It's like you've got your abilities that- and shooting, and then you've got, then you can pick your, you can use shortcut keys to pick your teammates to have them, re, um, you know, unleash their abilities, and you're sort of comboing and timing their abilities with yours there's a few things that's quite interesting that they throw in there. There's opportunities for like critical attacks in the middle of the game and there's opportunities for you to huddle up. Like your whole team comes up and then an 80s or 90s '80s rock music kicks in and, yeah. and you, you give your team a pep talk. and <laughs> And then you either fail the pep talk or you can... You pass the pep talk. If you pass the pep talk, your whole team gets a damage bonus. If you fail the pep talk, only you get a damage bonus. It's actually like, okay, like that actually works. That's cute. I like that. It's kind of cute, right? That's actually kind of cute. And they all come up to you, and it's like literally you have this cut, you have this cut scene, and it's this psychedelic, um, color screen in the back like purple swirling colors and the, all your teammates are just staring at you in the face and they're arguing and talking about things and you've got to be like come on team let's do it we can we can do it and then everybody just rolls their eyes and you're like yeah whatever and then you <laughs> fail <laughs> <laughs> so there's like th- that part, this bit is actually pretty good but the combat feels very like this is the combat arena, here's 12 monsters, you kill those 12, here's another more, here's another 12 more, you kill those 12 here's the big monster of that particular type that you've just killed like 24 of, kill that done, okay everybody the ca- combat is over And um, scene You know th- this scene is over, let's move on to the next walking bit so that's my primary gripe with the game so it's far. A bit, a bit disjointed. Yeah, it's very like this is the kill box. We finished the kill box. Let's keep on walking it's and the have chit chat. Structure is very uh,
0: transparent. Yeah,
2: yeah it's yeah, very feel
1: transparent. Like, feels like a big holdover from like the 360 era because I feel like that was the generation where that like you could see those seams very clearly, especially you know things like Gears of War like. Slow walking, slow walking, and talking, slow walking, talking. Up, oh, I can move at a regular clip again. Up, oh, waist high walls everywhere. I guess there's a fight. Up, oh, and we're slowed down for talking and walking again.
2: Yeah, it it's feels very much like that. So, so that part of, that's my major gripe. The, what's what I've really liked so far is actually the writing and particularly the voice acting. I I tweeted about the, this oh. afternoon. Um, the way the characters talk and the way they express themselves. Feels authentic in that it feels like this is what people would actually say in a conversation. that feels like it's naturally flowing, rather than like video game melodrama.
1: Huh. I heard I heard that the voice actors recorded together. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I, like that's I feel like that's something I heard somewhere. Do you think that could have something to do with it,
2: rather than like probably. It- Probably, because it feels more naturalistic. Somebody says something, and then the timing of the response just cuts right in. And, it, and if you've got multiple characters sort of, like, you know, jabbing each other verbally and, you know, throwing jokes in there, the timing is just like, I say something, then somebody comes, cuts in, and then a third person cuts in, and a fourth person cuts in, and then somebody says, hey, 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 you know, cool off, all right? We we can, we don't need to go there. Like, the timing of it feels really naturalistic so it feels like an actual conversation as opposed to like the stilted video game like we've got to and then somebody else is like it it feels authentic it feels like these are a bunch of people who've actually known each other for a while and they're talking in the way that they would normally talk even if you, the player was not there and that part is great
1: do you um, think that the lack of the um, official movie likenesses and things like that maybe had an impact on um, how it's performed?
2: I don't know. No. I mean, it, I maybe. I I, th- I think they made it very clear that they're taking like a lot more of their inspiration from the comic books, and it is like a lot more of the colors and the characters and the enemies and the set designs are more from the comics.
0: Yeah. What about Peter's um, haircut? That seems to be the contentious.
2: Well. He, he's just got a coif like as peter does like in every in, in in every sort of guardians of the galaxy comic book peter has like always like the most pompadourous hat
1: uh hair every, like it's every every iteration bar the one
2: that most people are familiar with yep yeah it, it's, it's always like, all right, he's supposed to be roguishly good looking. So he's roguishly good looking again. Like it makes no, it makes zero difference. It's got the weird, like, I guess, uh, again, like it's got the weird Mass Effect hair where it's kind of like, uh. like strands, like mm. each strand is a strand. And it's like, ooh, that's some, <laughs> and it sort of like waves about, you know, in, in the wind when there's no wind it's, we still
0: it's, it... don't have hair down even horizon the hair's not quite not quite there
2: yeah that, that's why with like whenever i play mass effect games my shepherd is always bald like that's why just... i played
0: that's why i actually stopped playing this fem chef because i hated how the first one that i made looked and i
2: re-rolled as a dude <laughs> Yeah, So hair, you know, it's got the weird video game hair. But, you know, other than that, it really doesn't make any difference. But like I said, it's like so far, even like when you're on the ship, and, you know, I had actually a pretty um, harrowing conversation with Rocket, who, like in various Rocket Raccoon, that's the little, like, raccoon mm-hmm. character. And, you know, through the movies and through the comic books, you know, it's, it's often sort of, Hinted at, he's had a very terrible past, like because he's an experiment. He got experimented on, and then he actually talks about it like fairly early on in the game. Because you pick up something, an item, you go to his room, and you you look at it. He comes in. is like, why are you touching my shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> effectively says, like, why are you touching my shit? <laughs> and and then you get into this conversation, and he he shares this episode of his life, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Peter quill the character you play is like oh my god but i'm like sitting there like oh my god <laughs> that sounds horrible and i'm and i'm immediately sort of empathizing with this character already I'm like holy shit dude like you've been through a lot and he's like you know it's it's fine that was another part and you know that's another time of my life and again because it feels so naturalistic and the expression like nobody's always shouting and nobody's always like talking angrily you know so people were talking quietly and slowly and contemplatively and like there are different tones and emotive sort of expression i'm like okay <laughs> this is this is refreshing this is like people are talking like in a in a very subdued manner because they're talking about something that that is very painful for them and it's like, y- yes, <laughs> this is how people talk. Um, and nobody's like, raw, 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 raw. like I will, I will take revenge. Like, it <laughs> and so that's that's the bit that that's really sort of um 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 attracted me so far. That's really the hook so far. It's like that those interactions and uh those characters are sort of talked they talk and, and they interact in such a sort of I, I feel a very naturalistic way so that's my the sort of my plus for the game and it's it's kind of mm-hmm. i'm going to play more of this um but that would be the main part of it. Um, accessibility wise, there's, there's like options for you to like, uh, set it, the difficulty low so that you can pass every QuickTime event and you can pass every sort of huddle or whatever it is, like every sort of pep talk that you've got to give, you can pass every single thing. Um, you can, you have to, Press left button on your controller to slow down time to pick you know, pick out your game. Your you know your teammates' abilities. You can actually have it full pause or minimal pause. Like there's all these like difficulty options, and you can. It's again like similar to I think you said Horizon. There's like all these things that you can go into to, to further tweak, so it's not just easy hard normal difficult like it's not just yeah easy normal hard like you can actually tweak it so it's sort of in between easy and normal so you can just sort of go along and just watch and interact in, with these stories
1: Oh we on to a game that doesn't yep. let you adjust any of your difficulty settings because I know you've been playing it as all well, Ken it's Elden Ring it doesn't Yay, let you pause without a bit of degree mm. um, Elden Ring it's good um and it's not for everyone and that's okay unless it's not it's for a lot of people though case. like has sold bananas yeah it's um it's it has i would be very interested to see if it's just completely smoked horizon forbidden west which man those guys just cannot catch a break right no we said that like we yeah we commented on that a lot last episode yeah it's um it's a real shame um but no, uh, as as someone who is a FromSoft aficionado um, but is not slavishly devoted to everything they've ever done, I think the series does have issues and Elden Ring certainly has some of the issues still in it that I don't particularly like. I really felt that um, Namco, Bandai maybe put some pressure on them to really lean into that um, this game so hard BS that started to sort of infect um, Dark Souls 2 and then... I guess to later degrees um, Bloodborne and Sekiro it seems like they've tr- adjusted some of that somewhat there's still these damn multiple phase boss fights um, that are pretty tricky. That I mean that was something I never really dug um, when that started appearing because from memory it wasn't such a huge thing in Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Um, so I understand Sarah talked about um, Elden Ring last episode um, obviously I did the uh, first impressions for uh, player two and I'm um, thirty plus hours into the game now and it seems like I've probably got another sixty to go at this point. It is It seems um, like this is
0: a hundred hour game,
1: like just on average It is and it it is. And it's um well again it's it comes down to your skill level. I've s i have I watched someone finish it in thirty seven minutes doing a bunch of um crazy things that I would never imagine to do in a million years. Um, but yeah, it seems like the general consensus is you're probably going to be anywhere from 60 to 90 hours depending on how quickly you clock bosses, what you know, particular routes you've taken with your weapons and your skills and your build and just generally how much experience you have with the Souls games, how much side content you decide to dive into and all of these other elements. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It is something that I want to keep playing. Um, and I think it'll be really interesting to see where... From Soft goes from here, but yeah. um, clearly a lot of the chatter online is people. I don't know, it's such an interesting case. Like, we've got all of these games that are going out of their way to be welcoming to as many people as possible, and um, Elden Ring, which is unap- unapologetically a From Software game. And I think that people feel like they're being um, gatekept from an experience. And I guess they are to a degree. Um, it's like all of these other people are having the fun and I want to have the fun but I can't have the fun in Elden Ring um, so I need Elden Ring to not be Elden Ring in some ways which I don't care about man like do whatever you want I cheese the fuck out of some of these bosses I don't care like a win is a win I, I put it in my preview noted thespian Vincent Diesel once said a win's a win doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile, a win is a win. And in this case, it absolutely is. And you are out of your goddamn mind if you think FromSoft put summons and ashes in there so you don't use them, you dickheads. <laughs> oh, well, if it's meant to be finished at level one with a club, how come that's not the only way to do it, you know? You only had one weapon in Sekiro, you geniuses? Like, come on. Get a grip. Like, I, just, I don't get Man. the headspace of those people, like... You just want your fake online fantasy awesome person points because you beat a game with self-imposed restrictions. Cool beans, mother trucker, get a life.
0: It's a. Tough, does, on does, the other hand, if that's a thing how the do, let let do that how does someone else's fun
1: diminish mm-hmm. yours? How does someone else's fun diminish yours? Like, if that's a thing you value, like I'm not going to be able to beat those bosses at level one with a club, so I'm not going to do that. And I appreciate that you can. That's really cool. But then it's kind of whack to sit there and you know rag on, Oh well, that's not the real Elden. What is the real Elden Ring? Maybe go going down some Twitter degree. rabbit
0: hole that I have mm. not even looked at. Man, I feel it's like Twitter. I'm probably it's a giant, mentally it's a rabbit because of
1: this. In- Absolutely. Um, it's you know, there's a, I I feel like it's probably very squeaky wheel, like fringe elements who shout the loudest, and obviously other people then shouting on top of that. It's just this whole cacophony, um. And we, you know, we get the, well, that's not, uh, that's not, approachability and accessibility aren't the same thing. Like, it's not the fact that the game is hard, it's the fact that it doesn't cater to specific um, disabilities and other things like that, which I get. um, And that's totally cool, but like, I can guarantee you that like 90% of games releasing still don't do that. So I think if we're going to highlight from for that, we need to highlight every developer that's not doing that. It's like super tricky where
0: so much of their game's identities. It's not even; be- it's more patience than difficulty a lot of the time. But like the experience would be ultimately very different if they did do some of these
1: things. Better. But but like put slow mo in there. I don't care. Like, like someone, if someone's going to get enjoyment out of having the boss at like a quarter speed because that's what they need to be able to deal, then do it. I don't care. Like it. But I, yeah,
2: and and like like I think like I said. So. I've never been a fan of these type of games. I t- really tried to get into Demon Souls. Hmm. And the thing is... I like the idea of these games. The idea that... Um, it's a terrifying experience. You're often dealing with it alone. You're exploring a scary, scary place... That, will, that is merciless... And dangerous and treacherous. Like, I like the idea... Of what these so games you, are
1: you awesome. love the thematic elements, the ideas mm. that is getting across, the feelings that is making you feel. But the actual playing is torturous, and what you've just described, Ken, is the way I feel about playing Monster Hunter. Yes. <laughs> I've tried, do <laughs> so, I've tried so many Monster Hunter games, and I just don't care about grinding for insect no. bits to make my next armor upgrade. No, I do not no, same,
2: do same. I, I same. I, I'm not a fan of the grinding bits of Monster Hunter. I same. wish I could be like so but I, I do like I do so I mean anyway but with demon souls and dark souls and 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 the souls born it's alluring. like it and, and I and
1: I get that I completely yeah. understand that for people and it's like I, I want to be part of this thing because all of this stuff around it is so cool but so, I'm being kept from it by. I mean, whatever is keeping you from it, if it's just the fact that you really yeah. don't like the stamina-based combat and you really don't like the obtusity... Oh, I don't know if that's a word, but the obtuse, the, the obtuse, obtuse nature, nature of, of yeah. um, the... You know the way the game onboards or doesn't onboard you in terms of anything, and the way the right. story is very much—you um, have to dig to find it. It's not just putting it on front street for you in a lot of ways. Yeah. So right. there,
2: there are multiple sort of things that we ever, whenever, whenever this game is talked about, and whenever this game's difficulty, approachability, accessibility is talked about, there mm. is multiple issues that come together. One of the most problematic issue. Is this is actually not nothing to do with those games, but lay on top of that is some type of gamer cred, right? Oh yeah, that that is what's fueling the oh I beat this game the real way. Like there is some imagined credibility, legitimacy that you that you gain or borrow from. Dupe approaching the game from whole, having like, more whole, time whole, whole, than a lot of other people. Like the yeah. way it's the the way it's meant to be played. Like you have this very specific idea of what play means, and if you've done it within this particular frame uh, of reference, therefore you've done it properly, and therefore I'm a more legit gamer than you. Like I later...
0: blame Bungie actually for when they were originally saying that the hardest difficulty in Halo or whatever was the was the real way to do it.
2: Yeah. So there's all of these things, you know, you've got accessibility, you've got um, difficulty. Like, a game can be difficult, but the game can tell you what it's trying to do. Like, Mm. that's part of it. That's part of the obtuse nature. It can tell you its basic mechanics without revealing its lore and losing the mystique. Like, one of the things that people love about the Souls game is the mystique. And you feel like, oh, there is this... There is this thing that I just discovered. Did you hear about it? Did you see it? It's like there is the mystique. But
1: those are the best elements of the community when that stuff comes out and it's like we're, you know, we are all suffering through this together and let's try to talk about how we can overcome or how, oh, hey, did you find this item? Oh, that really helps with this thing. Or, oh, if you go this way, you'll find this thing. And like that is the best parts of that community. And obviously. The worst parts are the ones who are like, well, you're not playing it properly. It's like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I watched some guy finish these games with a Donkey Konga controller. So, unless you're that guy, you probably can't say anything.
2: Yeah. The Donkey
0: Konga controller is not the way you're supposed to be playing that game. That's as right. Well. As I was going
2: to say uh, that, too. D- the Donkey... Yeah, correct. That's also not the way it's meant to be played.
1: Um... If but, we can just get a statement from Miyazaki on the legitimacy of the Donkey Konga controller, maybe all of these issues can be put to rest. Yeah. Like, if you can just come out with, look, the only way to do it is to be blindfolded, hanging upside down with a Donkey Konga controller, white noise playing in your headphones, um, and unless you beat it that way, you have not beaten the real uh, Souls game, then
2: I guess we're all scrubs. Yeah. And like I said, I haven't gotten to this specific game yet, but I did sort of load up um, Dark Souls three. Um, a week ago, and um, ten minutes in, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so tedious." They're like, they're, they're
1: demanding. Like you you have to play them on their terms. In, it's in not a, just
2: it's not just demanding.
1: Degree.
2: It's like. oppressive Uh, like it's uh, it's you don't um, load it up to
1: have a relaxing session it's not
2: even oppressive it's not even that and i think we'll get into this like a little bit later as part of our main topic but it's like 10 minutes in and the game has barely told me what to do and i'm walking towards this guy and he's so slow and I'm like, oh, I just do this thing. And I died. I'm like, okay, let's do it again. I'm like, minutes, 10 minutes. 10 minutes of my time is very precious right now. I don't have 10 minutes to give you. But I, think I don't have half an hour to give you. I don't have here hour- now
0: isn't actually in the Souls game. And I actually want to hear about Elden Ring itself. It's this idea that like we have to be able to play everything that is cool and trendy at some point. Oh yeah, that and, too. and it envelops you. It's like, you know what, let Dark Souls whatever be Dark Souls and stop pressuring people to think that they have to be a part of that zeitgeist when maybe they can just I say think it's honour okay. of playing Mech Warrior. There you go. Yeah. I
1: no,
2: think it's okay but, to I think it's okay to realize but, you I are mean, not the audience for everything. No, you can. it's fine, but I think eh, like cool. I think like we've talked about it with with Horizon we talked about it a little bit with like Guardians of the Galaxy like legitimately Guardians of the Galaxy has multiple difficulty levels but again you can finesse the difficulty there are under each difficulty there's another like 15 options for you to just sort of tweak it a little bit like liter- literally literally like I told you when I talked about guardians, like there is a uh, thing that you can you can determine how much the game slows down when you call up the menu to uh, to call on your team members. It, the default is set to zero point seven, and one is maximum full pause, and zero is zero, zero is zero pause. So it's zero to one, and zero point seven. I legitimately can just tweak it to zero point eight, so I get like what half a second more, a quarter of a second more. I, it, the the difference is so infinitesimal in the con in the overall conceit of the game, but it gives me just a little bit more control. Just that you tiny. Get, you nuance. Get to have the experience you want with your leisure time. Yeah. So nobody's saying that the difficulty needs to be like this game is meant to be mysterious and oppressive and difficult and merciless and you're about to get your butt handed to you. You can't get your butt handed to you. Um, But just as easily as somebody can, just as much as people can put the difficulty up, people can put the difficulty down. And there is a, there is a, there is a, this is what the designer ent- entails or this is what the designer, ent- uh, you know, w- wishes you to experience this is their vision of the game and so that's normal difficulty (laughs) that's normal that's this is the game as I envisioned you to partake. but it's like if I give you a you know what we're going to. We're going to. Like, we're getting off analogy. topic, and
0: I could see how that yeah. may actually destroy the community discovering stuff together aspect of to the game. If some people like, crack well, everything oh no, down and but then it's just like kind of...
2: it's it's like you go to a restaurant and they give you like a knife, and then you said like, hey, can I have a spoon instead? Like it doesn't destroy the meal. So like you go to a, a restaurant and you comparison say. comparison
1: there, but I I think that it's so. I think this is. I think the community stuff, and as Tim has touched on, makes it so difficult to adjust this because people love these games for very specific reasons, and they feel protective of them. They don't want that to change because they feel like, again, their experience is going to be diminished if someone else's is improved. And I think it's fair to say gamers tend to be a pretty selfish lot.
0: Yep
2: just you yeah, know that, that's that's kind of my point <laughs> like when you say it's an, it's an inherently
1: very selfish hobby in a lot of ways like let's be honest um leave me alone so i can do my own thing for a while sometimes with other people online but a lot of time just by myself um it's yeah. very inward looking so like, i can see why huge swaths of the audience don't want other people to mess with the way it is and it it is the most approachable souls game in a lot of ways like unlike bloodborne or sekiro sekiro was probably even the worst for it that game was so tightly locked in in terms of the way you had to play that game that if you did not play it the way you needed to play it um you would not finish it at all there is some flexibility in dark souls and you know the weapons you use the approach you take the direction you go um you might find some enemies easier to fight than others but that doesn't make it accessible um, and I think as much as we can go on and say oh it's the most approachable Dark Souls game it's still a, it's still a Souls game Like it, is still, it still has that DNA embedded in it and yes you can jump and yes you've got a horse and you can do all these other things but it still has a lot of those basic elements in there that mean that if you play enough you may just get to the point where instead of having one roadblock you've just got roadblocks in every direction and where that point is for you could be five hours in, it could be 50 hours in. And then it's just whether it's worth it to you to try to navigate those roadblocks to get to the next piece of content that you want. Um, again, I'm, I've, I know what I'm supposed to go and do next. So I'm just sort of puttering around doing some other things to try to mess with some stuff in-game. So, so one thing i
0: specifically want to know about Elden ring to try and make this at least a little bit about actually Elden ring before we go to break mm. is one thing I keep, keep on thinking in horizon is also guilty of this is my main issue um with open worlds horizon solution is that they do they kind of studied bbc whatever so like everything always looks spectacular but you never really know where you are in most, mode, most open world games you kind of rely on that map and the icons there's like from my understanding, from what I've been hearing from people in Elden Ring, it's being designed in such a way that you actually kind of can navigate it just naturally.
1: Yeah, it, it, for a few reasons. Um, it really encourages you to get on your horse and run around a lot. Um, the People will say that the open world is sparse, and I did in my preview as well, because in some ways it is, but it's also very dense, depending on how much you want to deal with. Like, you can go to areas of the map and have encounter after encounter after encounter, you can jump on your horse and just bypass those and go to the next big thing that you can see on the map. And I think there's very distinct biomes in some of the cases um, where areas do have very specific visual looks, um, some of them much more so than others. And just the sheer array of locations and some that... It's a deceptively large game. um, And I think we've... Seen a bunch of people say that, like, you will get to points in the game where you can't believe there's more game, essentially. Um, The verticality in this thing is unlike um, most other open worlds we've ever seen before.
0: And- yeah, I've I've heard a lot about it. it's kind of like the opposite of um Dying Light. Instead of like advertising how much stuff they have, they've kind of gone out of the way to hide it and just like let people discover it and almost be be shocked yeah. by how much stuff by how much meat is actually on that bone.
1: Yeah, it's 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 similar to like a like going back to, you know, um The Witcher 3 where you did um White or White Orchard or White Orchid, whatever the first area was of that, and you're like, Wow, that was pretty big and then the map zoomed out. And then, like, oh shit! There's a whole up down, up island over there. Like, yeah, and it does it does that, but it does it on an even larger scale than that. In terms of like what Elden Ring does with its map to sort of fool you into how large or small particular areas are. Um, again, it's it's not surprising that it's taking people a hundred hours. I think there's so much content in there, which can be such a negative word. Um, it has so many things that people in souls love like it's got the legacy dungeon so you've got your classic souls areas like your castles and other things that are very tightly interwoven you've got your open world which you know gives you you know something to do right and i for me that's a flow and a pacing thing it helps you take your foot off the gas in a way because other souls games it just it i feel like so much of the pressure is because you have to go forward because there's nothing behind you because there's nowhere else to go generally the levels are very distinct in terms of you should not be here and i think elden rings a little bit more fluid in that like it won't take you long to figure out you shouldn't be somewhere really but again there's so many other places to go whereas even dark souls or dark souls 2 or dark souls 3 it, or bloodborne it was very clear like i need to go in this direction and it's pretty tough so i've just got to push through push through elden ring it's like it's like, well, bugger this, I jump on my horse, I go somewhere else. And then you go to an area that you thought you'd completely cleared out and you find more stuff there. And it's just, it's, it's layers just upon that layers end. that are unfolding. <laughs> now, and I, again, it's much like Breath of the Wild, it is a game where there are a few things you can go and do and then you can go and finish the game if you were skilled enough of the game to go and do that. So, it's the kind of thing where I will probably have to spend 90 hours getting to the end. Other people will do it in much less than that. Apparently 17 minutes or some shit. Yeah, well, yeah, 37 minutes. Again, that's using, you know, that's like proper like speed running. Um, Again, I'm, I'm never going to go as far as to say that I think it's a game everyone should experience or try because I don't feel like people need to have that pressure of feeling like they're missing out um and don't kid yourself into thinking oh i'll like this one if you don't like souls games you're not going to like elden ring it's i i've been there myself with monster hunter and it took me a long (laughs) time to get to the point where it's like i don't like monster hunter and that is okay and it's okay that other people do, but I don't like it, and I need to stop buying Monster Hunter games and then selling them because I inevitably don't like them. So Likewise, it's okay to not like Elden Ring. Yeah, it's okay even to not like these games. You can even respect that it's games. well done
0: and just say, it's not for me, whatever, man. There's other
1: stuff coming out. Yeah, that's fine. Like, don't stress. You know, there's only like thousands of other games out there you can go and play. because uh. this thing's a new hotness. It doesn't matter if, you know, if it's not your jam, it's not going to be your jam. If you give money to Ukraine,
0: you could literally buy 900 right now. There's probably about a day left on that bundle before.
2: No, you you absolutely have to jump on the new hotness regardless of whether it's irresponsible or not. (laughs) Responsible or
0: not. I'm going to enforce this to be responsible though and say we need to take
1: a break. We do need a break. It's been minutes for us, but mere seconds for you, listeners. Uh, We are back to get onto the main topic, which is uh, an interesting one and probably ties into some of the games we've talked about uh, this evening and some that we haven't um, with you just yet. Uh, But that is games which basically take over your life. And we're not just talking about games as a service. This could be a game that grabbed you for two weeks and, you know held you and wouldn't let you go until those end credits rolled and you made time for that game gentlemen do we have examples of this in our own lives that we can think of recently tim I what get, is a game i guess horizon is getting pretty close i mean i can't remember you are prioritizing it over things like sleep
0: uh not quite but it's lit like So we had a potential other topic for this, and I was like, oh, and you know what? I've got this whole bunch of other games mentioned earlier. I'm just going to push this. Twitch.io has a, for the Ukraine bundle, go buy it. It's like 900 games, and I thought I bought it. And I was like, maybe I should play something there so I have something else to talk about in the podcast. But I could just play more Horizon. I could just let my money go to the cause and just play more Horizon.
1: (laughs) There it is. You've already done your good deed. What do they care what you do with your time?
0: They don't, I would presume i'm just gonna sit here and go foraging in horizon instead i think i don't get lost in multiplayer stuff and i thought the direction of this would be like people who literally play just one game so i'm looking at you nathan cox and final fantasy
1: 14 i i see your twitter feed definitely part of it and i i can understand the attractiveness of that um and we, li- we sort of likened it to marriage, you know, um, you can put an Elden Ring on it, and we know that a lot of people are, you know, right into that now, it is the only thing that they're playing, um, which is fine, but uh, games as a service obviously want to stretch that out forever,
2: mm. and I ever. Think, yeah, I think one of the things that sort of sparked, you know, when we were talking about this, you know, pre-show, and talking about, like, games... Just so many games on the market right now want to be your game. They want to be the thing that you obsess over, right? And For the next five years. For the next five... It can, be, it can be... If you talk about it, like, incessantly on Twitter for the next two weeks, that's great. If you talk about it incessantly on Twitter or social media for the next four years, that's even better. Like, <laughs> um, there are some games that desperately want to be your not just not just flavor of the month but like yeah your favorite game this is your spouse like you are till death do you part um and you know part of what we talked about in the pre-show was just like you and i steven you know we've got family and kids we've got all of these these commitments outside of the gaming so our time is very precious right so you can either de- dedicate that time to the thing that you know or you can dedicate that to a wide variety of experiences like it depends on what you what you are what is important to you but like literally three weeks ago a month ago Dying Light 2 said that they had what 500 hours of content
1: <laughs> I haven't even given and, them five minutes of my time
2: yeah <laughs> that game desperately wants you to stick with it for that for those 500 hours. well
0: it's got a precedent like, I, there because it turns out like the first one was still
1: getting updates because it had a very dedicated the community there was fantastic and Techland went above and beyond to support that in mm. and i guess it paid off in retrospect because it took them so bloody long to get dying light 2 out that they needed that community still there you know rallying for them towards the end um i'll yeah. be very interested to see how that translated in terms of sales um yeah but again where i am at this point like telling me your game is 500 hours is actively a off for me the map size of assassin's creed and them saying it's the largest map ever actively makes me recoil in fact if from had have come out and said Elden ring is bigger than all of our previous games combined i would have been like oh that's a shame like yeah, but it is though yeah, it, well, it's huge. <laughs> it is, <isn't>. and <laughs> they were smart to hide it. And that's the thing. Like, I, th- I think it's, I'm, it's now getting to the point for some people where you're like, oh, so it's really big, but I'm just doing the same crap over and over again, aren't I? Yeah. Because, again, we know that economies of scale being what they are, you just hit the copy-paste button, change a few words, and... Cool, we've now you collecting
0: a different type of flower? Yeah
1: we've, got, yeah, we've got a bunch of quest design done, and the map looks really filled. And there's like, but again, it's nothing exciting. It's like you ask anybody about The Witcher Three, and what do they love about that game? The side quests. What do they hate about that game? The flippin' question marks that were everywhere.
2: Yeah, like so. Yeah, I, I, for myself, like I've been married to various games at various points in my life.
1: Um, Please list them, Ken. I'm very
2: Mech interested Warrior in Online these things. Online and MechWarrior
0: Online, and then there's also MechWarrior
2: Online. Well, that was absolutely one of it. Mech Warrior Online. Were well, you like, married to Tye, that... or Was that just a summer? No, a uh, Bogtai. Bogtai is just something. I, uh, it was a summer. It was a fling, but I just really loved it. Like it was just it. That was that's just the special one that that sort of always takes that that corner of my of my of my life and, and my heart. But. I was married to MechWarrior Online for a very long time, like, from when the first beta was, closed beta was launched in, like, 2012, I literally bought my laptop, a gaming laptop specifically for that game, uh, um, I was married to that game, I probably put in about, all up, four to five hundred hours. It
0: became Um, an issue for earlier iterations of this podcast, because we're saying, what's everyone playing, and Ken would always just
2: be playing MechWarrior Online. That's literally the only thing I'm playing every night, hours every night, for every night every week for years.
1: And is that something you can see ever happening again, Ken? Could you see uh, it yourself- kind,
2: kind of, it kind of is right now, but to a lesser degree. I'm, pay- I'm playing a lot of Apex Legends. Um, yeah, I'm playing a lot of Apex Legends at the moment. Maybe uh, a couple hours, an hour every night for the last. Six months. That's signing off. Um,
1: I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get really clumsy with this uh, metaphor we've used. Do you think that the attraction to being monogamous with the game uh, means that, to the exclusion of all others, you are feeling safe and secure in that aspect of your life, and you do not have to take up the mental overhead of trying to search for other games?
2: Yes. It's it's certainly out Except- like, mm. so the again. Like, so, I mean, like, for something like Apex Legends, I think for a little while, Overwatch t- took up a large chunk of my time. I, 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 as I sort of think back, a lot of it, like, uh, multiplayer games, um, Battlefield Bad Company 2, actually took up a large chunk of my life, like, specifically Bad Company 2. Um, I played that solid every night for a period about nine months. Two to three hours every night. For a period of nine months, um, that was the only thing I played. Um, yeah, so and because it's multiplayer, there's part of it is having friends to play with. So that's that's definitely part of it. Being familiar with the game offers, and this is this comes back to our discussion around Elden Ring. You know, comes back to the discussion around Souls Soulsborne games. Like, there comes a time in which the understanding of the mechanics like you no longer struggle against you got the understanding mastering. of it yeah you got there's understanding the systems and then there's like physically you know like executing. Utilizing or take it, executing it right but I at least I understand what's going on I'm not always the best at executing I think you know my difficulty of Soulsborne games is the execution is I don't understand and I can't execute and in a game like Apex I understand I can execute maybe 40% of the time but I can execute it to some level Um, and that ability that sort of concoction just makes it easier for me to like okay i understand what's going on i understand the map i understand the lay of the land and what i'm looking at on screen i can i understand the audio cues i understand the visual cues um if something's happening i can sort of very quickly discern what needs to be done and so yes you're right like the the sort of being stuck to one game um makes it such that it's easy to understand. Like, there are people who literally play only Dota. And they play mm. hours and hours of Dota, hours and hours of League, and nothing else. Like, they only yeah. play Riff's
0: Dota. Stuff like that is particularly because Like, there's actually quite... There's a lot to understand there. So there's actually, like, a certain, certain satisfaction yeah, yeah, that comes.
2: And it oh, could also
0: be how the
1: Soulsborne genre got so big as well. is like, they're impenetrable at first. I oh, think I can- it comes down to... Like you get that satisfaction from systems Master, but in an online game, there's ever-evolving meta, and you can never completely master other players. So, mm-hmm. Like you can, you can. This is how we can see people who are just masters of a particular game, um, because that game has not changed or evolved in you know however long. In especially in terms of meta, like if it's a single-player game, you can become incredible at it to a degree, yeah, and I
2: think. And I think that's what attracts some people. It's just possibly, um, but I think like y- yes, the meta is changing, but but the base understanding, sort of, you know, base concepts of the game remain the same. So when you try to learn new meta, it's not you're not starting from zero.
1: Yeah, you're no, you're not from- starting from scratch. You it's it's it's, it's like a, a slight shift, and it's 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 that novelty or that slight shift that prevents it from becoming stale and boring.
2: Uh, I mean, maybe for other people, like, not quite for me, because I don't really pay attention to the meta. Um,
1: Again, like, there's something like I, Destiny. Like, Destiny just feels good to play. Like, I don't care about the meta of that game. The gunplay yeah, in that Gungie game is amazing. knows how it to just... make shooting feel alright. Yeah, it yeah. just feels really good. Now, I yeah. fell off Destiny because then I feel like some of that other stuff got in the way of it. Like, I felt like I needed to playing it all the time and I it's not something I can really manage to do at the moment, so I fell off Destiny because it could I couldn't marry that game and spend all my time with it.
2: But um coming back to your analogy, I mean I actually think it's a very good analogy, like the idea of monogamy. Like because it becomes habitual. It becomes it becomes
0: it's comfort food. Like it's just like a reliable routine.
2: But it's more than that. It almost, at to, to a point, it becomes identity, right?
0: Oh no! You're not that's... just.
2: It's not just a game. Like you're. I'm, oh, I play Dota. Like I'm not just like I play video games. I uh, play Dota. I
1: think, yeah, I'm. I I'm. I don't play Dota. I'm a Dota player. Like it's yeah. just a slight
2: shift, but it's you know correct like it becomes not just habitual not it just becomes comfort like oh I've got it, it becomes almost as much of your identity as oh I'm a dad or I'm a I'm a, I'm a husband I'm a father
1: like and oh, as I'm you touched player. on like when you tie the social stuff up in that like you know mm. pe- people have been married and had children and gotten divorced because of World of Warcraft like it's... there's been people who yeah who met and married
2: in World like, of Warcraft yeah. and now Facebook like like, is inventing
0: it
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah they think I lost a game a friend life. to World of Warcraft
0: well didn't this was a friend but there was a guy way early university days when World of Warcraft I used to borrow some games from him but then World of Warcraft came out and that was it that was his game Yeah, no longer could I talk to him about like different stuff that was coming out no longer I actually first time I played Deus Ex I borrowed his copy <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: that, that and- time was gone like boom
2: and I was, think like this idea of I'm a X X game insert game name player. It's not a new idea because I think we've talked about it. I'm sure many Civilization times. Yeah, but, has done this to people in the 90s. You know, there, there is a, there's Civilization players, there's building sim players, there's NFL Madden players. There's definitely like people, people who like lock into a genre. I'm a FIFA player. I'm a Madden yeah. player. I'm a Call of
1: Duty player. I'm like, an Assassin's I'm a, Creed player. Like some like we I know there are plenty of people out who that's like when does the next that come out because that's pretty much the only game I play yeah and it, and well, and I guess those delivery systems are built around that that's why they keep that content coming because they know like they'd have the data on the back end to say we can keep this person on the hook for this many years or this many months until we need to release something else and as long <laughs> as we do that they'll keep playing this and that's all they'll say
0: interesting potential twist coming here now that Microsoft is buying out Activision where there's no longer going to be pressure to sell a new Call of Duty every year because it's just going to be Game Pass and are they like how are they going to move that into just keeping people locked into this online because I think these campaigns service, are almost eventually pain. going to disappear and like yeah what's going to happen to like a people this is going to be people who are going to be locked and it's just going to be like a cycle of maps so Is this going to be the same game just gradually polished up over time
1: yeah, it, absolutely. It'll just, it'll just become like every other um, games as a service. Like, the single-player content won't really be required anymore. Yeah, that was a way to sell a disc.
0: Mm. Which makes me sad because we talk about this topic and, like, this is absolutely not me. I kind of bounce from experience to experience. I kind of want to be able to tie a bow in it. Um, Horizon's, like, a weird one for me because I'm probably going to play this for, like, 60 hours. Which is a lot, but I will. When I'm done with it, I'm not going to run. I hate trophies. I am not going to collect trophies. I'm going to be done. I, mean, I, like, I no
1: sense of personal achievement from them, so I like. Don't I'm do happy.
0: Anything. I enjoyed it. Like the game that stuck with me the most in the last decade, literally to the day, maybe actually was Journey, and that was like three hours long.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So so for me yeah, I do I do lock into particular things that I play over and so the the social part is definitely part the social element is definitely part of it like I have these group of people that I play uh, like with, with Apex it's myself it's Terence Jared uh on Twitter Hail to nothing on Twitter it's Nathan mm-hmm. Cox like it's the three of us most days um and we went heavy into Apex like about a year ago um th- every night multiple hours for a
0: good period of about four months um damn i wish that last yeah. time with rocket league rocket league is one that
2: could have gotten me
0: but everybody i knew playing it moved on after a month
2: yeah rocket league was for a little while that thing for me as well but but uh, rocket league was just but rocket league See,
0: needed the... friends playing
2: that by yourself is a terrible time oh, no you needed someone but i had a really rough time with rocket league in that it's too intense like after I was not. Match, I was not good at it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I was you know moderate. Like every time we played with 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 um, him, he'd hang back and be goalkeeper, so yeah, I could I... just run around. Every... <laughs> I I just run around, do whatever, like because there's always somebody tending goal. But it was just like after every match, I'm like, oh my god, I was gripping this. My gamepad was way too hard. Burst of adrenaline. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's, I, a, it's a too extreme uh, burst of adrenaline. I just couldn't keep got, like, up. Veins
1: throbbing in his forehead.
0: Yeah, I locked. Yeah. My, I locked myself into a defensive role in that game, and what I learned, especially when everyone else was playing and I tried to pick up, is like, it doesn't even matter if your friends are that skills. Just simply having friends that you're communicating with, you'll be surprised at how much that helps, both for fun yeah, and but- also just occasionally not losing.
2: But I think this comes actually comes down to, at least for myself, like the type of games that I lock into are games that offer a moderate amount of adrenaline. So because it has to never be played it
0: is Apex Legends. It has to be, then actually slower pace than I'm imagining.
2: It is a little bit because it's a battle royale game. Um, there's actually a large chunk of it if you play very conservatively, actually not encountering enemies because it's, a, it's 60 players in a in in a, in a really big arena, and if I choose to fly, you know, jump out of the jump ship really, really far away from everybody, it could be a good 5 minutes or 10 minutes before I actually encounter another enemy team. So there's actually a lot of, like, quiet downtime and hmm. then it, you know, with spurts of, like, okay, gunfight and I either die and I come back for another round. Right. Or I Fair enough. To Could have World had
0: World. like three rounds of Rocket League
2: in that time. So yeah, I see your point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like Rocket League was way too intense for me to sustain over a long period of time. And that's part of it as well. I think like in terms of, at least for myself, I don't know about how Dota players deal with it because everything I've heard about Dota is like every round of dota can be extremely frustrating or high like high adrenaline
0: that's a clicks per Um, second game man i don't think i want to play that in any remotely high level i don't
2: know how people i I could not play that type of game like a high adrenaline game over a long period of time that's why i could play it with when when we were into it tim like a few nights Mm -hmm. a few games a night like after you know it's fail way under an hour like yeah because i was spent like after that i'm like oh my god i'm just so tired like all my all my energy my mental energy at the end of the night is gone um so way too intense for me the chill thing does
0: actually make some sense i think the most played game and again i really do stick mostly to single player rocket league was my token multiplayer game of the last decade but my most played game in the last decade is probably a game a game that i almost did not click with and i was like just away from that two hour refund period and Steam is like you know what I'm going to give it another shot in the form of Stardew Valley and it was just once Mm. I got into a rhythm with that game it was just something very comforting and like it was just like a very safe one more turn I'm chilled I know what to do I'm enjoying being in this happy little town and the hours just piled up over a couple of months
2: yeah and Coming back again, I, I you say it was a bad analogy, Stephen, but I think it, it's a it's a very apt one, like um monogamy and being married. Like there comes with it a level of comfortability and it's not complacency and it's not um like oh I don't really care, but it comes from a place of I kinda of know what I'm doing, I'm in the zone, I don't have to relearn this. It's it offers me like Just the right amount of pleasure, just the right amount of excitement. I can sustain myself over a long period because my example with Rocket League was that I was burning out way fast. It just it just took up so much of my mental energy each round that after three rounds, like, I was spent. Like, I was done for the night. And one of the things about some of these games that I've listed for myself are games that I can play sustainably over a long period of time and perhaps Dying Light 2 where it's 500 hours could be a game like that M- maybe not for me um some people have way much more uh, mental energy to expand but not me um I have, a, I have a very shallow well of, of energy at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> I, too, am drawing from a shallow energy well, sometimes from the start of the day. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that it, it, it's very much the same for me. Like, I, I think that at various points, um, it would have been, like, I, I was into World of Warcraft for a not inconsiderable amount of time. Um, I think I had, saw two expansions come out before I jumped off um because it just didn't mesh with my life um anymore like um and a lot of the people that I play with it sort of drifted away from it as well and it was sort of time to give it up I wasn't going to force that at it you know any of those games when it starts to feel like a job like a thing you have to do as opposed to a thing you want to do I think it's time to give it away um the DJ Max series was another one I probably have hundreds of hours in those things um and again that's just I just am in, in a flow state when i'm playing those games and it's uh, yep. always engaging it's like you see some people get with civilization or stardew valley where you just just one more turn one more turn one more turn and you look up and it's been six hours and you're like oh my god like i didn't even yep. realize that was happening like time is a construct uh, really um <laughs> and i think um in more recent years with children it becomes harder and harder to have those i think i think it's I think we have to be honest or be honest with myself that the the sorts of games I like playing I need a solid two to three hours to feel like I've got anything out of them Mm. and I find it really difficult to just play in short bursts so the alternative is I just don't play things generally like unless I can get that set time Um, but in the past few years I think the big standouts for me would have been God of War 2018 which was I think the first time in a very long time I'd finished a 40 hour game in time to return it to EB Games and get my money back I didn't do that because I enjoyed the game so much that I wasn't going to, um, you know, be that scummy, but it was, you know, very impressive, I thought, that I was able to get it done in that um, turnaround, which I know some people would be like, I would do that in three to four days. Um, kudos to you, I have other things I need to do in those time periods. And The Last of Us Part 2, which I think I finished damn near in the space of a weekend, and it was 25 hours Again, I carved Ooh. time out. I, how, I, zombie man? Because I, because I was operating on the bare minimum of sleep I could manage, and I was getting up early when the rest of my household was still asleep to sneak some time in. Like you, you fill the life has a lot of gaps. Um, for some people, it has more gaps, and others it has less gaps. And if you can find a way to fill in those gaps somehow, or you have the desire to fill in those gaps, you'll be surprised at how much you can get done. Um, if you really want to, this isn't like some, you know, rise and grind BS either. I'm talking about using that time to enjoy yourself, not get some weird productivity mantra happening. Um, mm. But it, if a game or anything, really, it could be a, a, a TV series, a book, like any form of entertainment product or medium. Um, If it gets its hooks into me, I can miraculously find a lot of time if I need to. Do you yeah. kind of collapse <laughs> Just... at the end of that? Yeah. You... Yeah, it is. It's, it's you know, it's you're like, oh my god, it's done, um, and that was amazing. But uh, I probably don't need to do that again for a while because, again, it's like, um, Ken has alluded to. I don't think it's sustainable, at least not for me at that level of intensity. And I think if you can have that comfort with a game where you feel able to jump in there for an hour a night and do that consistently, that's probably a lot healthier than trying to get. Seven hours of a gaming a day, mm. um, because again, it's just not sustainable for most people. Yeah, time and is I so, think, so, yeah, like like, I, like for it's, myself, it's not a horrid fling, no. <laughs> which is what our relationship with some games is.
2: I think. I mean, th- we've already referenced. I think this was you know pre-show, but you know our friend, friend of the show, friend of the website, James Swinbanks, he said. Um, what was his tweet today about uh,
1: Elden Ring? Basically, you know, somehow managing to find 60 hours in the space of two weeks to play Elden Ring. And um, I, I sort of responded to him, I, which I totally agree, because I've done it myself before. You Like, you say you have no time, and you can find time for things that really motivate you. Um, but it seems to me that the, the general thing people want you to do with that time is then be more productive after you've already been productive. And hmm.
0: It's like you've worked um, 40 hour a 40-hour week, man. It's... What you've done yeah. is, in, well, one, you've probably cut out a bit of sleep, but two, that time you spent sitting on the sofa going, gah, all the time you spent yeah. cooking, has just gone into this thing that you know what you want to do and you're
1: just getting straight to it. Yeah, you, you, you prioritize and you find a way to fill in those gaps. And yeah, James said, you know, like it's, you know, being able to find 60 hours in the space for two weeks, it's really just a testament to how much he's enjoying that game, mm. but in my response i sort of alluded to the fact that it just really has gone to show me how little i care about most video games these days like (laughs) i just i don't care you are not motivating me to something about having those
2: hooks in yeah 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 i I, i'll I'll say like I, i talked about like apex i play maybe an hour every night i might get maybe two jumps two rounds of Battle Royale um, into a night. But my night generally is an hour of video games, maybe an hour of assorted media, YouTube slash Netflix slash some other anime I might be watching at that particular time. Yeah, Um, Maybe an hour of just ticking along on Twitter and just mucking around on social media, reading things, the news, whatever. But it's like this... Sort of then helps me sustain a longer relationship because I'm not burning out on a particular thing. And if I ever feel like I am, I'll just like, well, I'll stop. Like I've if stopped. If you playing. want
0: to stop playing Apex Man, I think you'd be well, maybe Nathan and um, Terrence would be sad, but you know,
2: yeah. Um, but I, that's that's how I stopped playing Meg Warrior. Although I I occasionally log back in just to check things out, but you know, my time with that game is.
1: Did that feel like a devastating breakup, Ken?
2: <laughs> was it, was it was just sort of like,
1: like an it's not you, it's me situation, or was it kind of like an amicable split?
2: Um, I look, I haven't uninstalled it. <laughs> it's there, it's on my computer. <laughs> I look at it forlornly. It's, and days I think long, about it's like go-
1: staring at an old photo and thinking about yeah. the good times.
2: Yeah, I look at it, you know, forlornly and think about the the, the the good old days. And i also think about how they've moved on without me. Um,
1: Apex walks in and asks you what you're looking at. And you're like,
2: nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's 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 nothing. And I put the photo back into the shoebox and I slide the shoebox <laughs> under the bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's beautiful, Ken. I love it. But. Yeah, I, I think, it, again, it's a very much a life stage thing as well. I, like, I don't really have the time to be completely devoted I mean, to a to game. Be like a university I'm hoping... student
0: li- living at home with, like, the full summer break.
1: Oh, yeah, those, those days, those golden <laughs> days when a, a single JRPG could sustain me for a year because I wouldn't stop playing it. And, in fact, I'd find increasingly bizarre ways to stretch it out. And nowadays I'm like... Ten hours oh, no game needs to be ten hours, so well, also
0: Game Pass, like those days raising back about it was a hundred bucks if you wanted something meaningfully new to
1: play. Oh that's a whole different ballgame. Game pass is the speed thing. dating equivalent. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've uh stretched that analogy as far as it'll go. So you know what we all need to do though? Go to sleep. I think it's time to I think it's time <laughs> to go to sleep. I I do, I would like to say I'm very monogamous with sleep. It's something I'll I like to uh check in with on the daily. We have a very strong relationship. Always feel bad. Not as strong as I'd laugh. like sometimes. Oh no. You should you should I mean that's that's how you know a game is great. If you're willing to trade sleep for game, that is a good game.
0: Especially once yeah. you're well into your
1: thirties or beyond. You know what I'm <laughs> not willing to trade sleep for? More of this podcast. It's time to go. Oh, cell phone. Those are rare. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Tim, have you got anything coming out lately? Where can people find Uh, you? I
0: should be receiving a review code sometime this within the next month. I should have another review landing. I don't know if I'm allowed to say exactly what it is yet. Um, So yes, I do have something of some description coming. A real review this time. Um, And you can find me at
2: pretendbeard on the Twitters. Ken, where can we locate you? Uh, you can find me at Pixel Hunt on Twitter. I don't have anything new upcoming at the moment, but I've recently put in quite a few videos uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, demos and games from the recent Steam Next Fest and a bunch of other things as well. Uh, yeah. Put it on in so the background so while you're vacuuming
0: stuff. That's what I use YouTube Sorry? for. I said put it on in the background while you're vacuuming or making breakfast. That's basically what I use YouTube for.
2: No, you need, to, you need to be sitting, sitting in front down, of the TV and paying ready. to all of our Player 2 videos because they're all top quality.
1: I think it's so sweet that that Tim really enjoys your dulcet tones while he's doing all of that drudgery, Can It brings a smile to his face. It's, it gets me
0: through folding the laundry, exactly. All right. Well,
1: um, I expect I'll have an Elden Ring review sometime between now and the end of the year. Uh, that's going to really depend on my skill level more than anything I feel is where it's getting. Um, but otherwise, you can find me on uh, Twitter at at gorath forty um, four thousand, and if you like board games, at no underscore shelf control. Still Little pun great there, name. For you. still a great name. I know it's good, um, and that's going to be it for episode seventy nine of the Player Two Piece of Thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully, you'll tune in next week. Bye, or in two weeks because we, you know, we're quite likely. Yes, that we are. <laughs> <laughs> We can edit that, right? Now.